Today is Friday, August 12th, 2022, and I have been feeling so horrible, and the only thing that has been helping me to function is taking pseudoephedrine. Pseudoephedrine is the real Sudafed that you can only get from the pharmacist. At least in Massachusetts, you have to go to the pharmacist and show them your ID, and I don't know if they put your name on a list or something, it's like all weird, but when I was a teenager, you didn't have to do that. The real Sudafed with pseudoephedrine was sold over the counter and you could just get it off of the shelf. It's still over the counter in the sense that you don't need a prescription, but because it was abused, I don't think people were just taking it to abuse it. I think they were buying it and then using the pills to extract some chemical to make methamphetamines. The statements I make on this podcast are for educational purposes only. My statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Therefore, the statements I make are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All of the information I share is simply for informational purposes only. You should always consult with a licensed healthcare professional before you start taking a new vitamin, supplement, medicinal herb, or conventional medication. You should also get professional advice before you start a new exercise program or if you suspect that you might have a health problem. Knowledge is power. I hope you use the information I share with you to seek the best care for yourself and the people you love. Thank you for listening. Have you ever heard of ephedra? It used to be a pretty popular herb in America, and it has a lot of different names, like mahuang, mormon tea, and whorehouse tea. There are a few different species of ephedra, and some of the related species are used in a similar way to the original ephedra sinica, ephedra vulgaris, ephedra nevarensis, ephedra antisyphilitica, and there are other ephedra species as well. Some of the common names that you hear might be referring to a related ephedra species and not necessarily ephedra sinica. Sometimes it's referred to as Chinese ephedra, cao mahuang, brigham tea, dessert tea, epitonin, herba ephedrae, herbal, joint fur, mahuagan root, Mexican tea, mormon tea, muzai, muhuang, or Mongolian ephedra, natural ecstasy, popotillo, sea grape, squaw tea, teamster's tea, yellow astringent, yellow horse, and zhang mahuang, which is intermediate ephedra. Products containing ephedra are sold under names such as herbal fenfen, power trim, and up your gas. So the reason I say ephedra used to be a very popular herb in the United States is because now it is a controlled substance. You can no longer buy the products that contain ephedra. And the reason is that it was abused in the same way that other stimulant drugs are abused. But I do want to talk a little bit about ephedra because if you think you might benefit from some of the herbal effects of ephedra, there's another option for people in the United States who can't buy herbal ephedra. Ephedra, or in Chinese, ma huang, is a powerful bronchial decongestant and stimulant. Many herbalists view ephedra as the world's oldest medicine 
medicine. It is certainly one of the oldest. It's pretty interesting that people who take over-the-counter cold remedies that contain ephedra's laboratory equivalent, which is pseudoephedrine, don't really have any idea that they're taking part in an herbal healing tradition that's estimated to date back about 5,000 years. A sad fact about ephedra is that a small but widely publicized group used irresponsibly large amounts of ephedra and they experienced some serious consequences including death and that's what led to ephedra becoming a controlled substance in the United States. Of the six ephedrine type ingredients found in ephedra, the most common are ephedrine and pseudoephedrine. Both ephedrine and pseudoephedrine are the sources of its stimulant and thermogenic effects. These compounds stimulate the brain, increase heart rate, constrict blood vessels, increasing blood pressure, and they expand bronchial tubes, making breathing easier. Their thermogenic properties cause an increase in metabolism that is evident by an increase in body heat. But watch out for the adverse effects of ephedra, which include severe skin reactions, irritability, nervousness, dizziness, trembling, headache, insomnia, profuse perspiration, dehydration, itchy scalp and skin, vomiting, hyperthermia, and some more serious potential side effects include irregular heartbeat, seizures, heart attack, stroke, and death. Ephedra is a stimulant herb whose medicinal properties are found in the stems and branches of ephedra sinica. Most ephedra species contain chemical ephedrine. This is banned in the U.S. The ephedrine in ephedra is responsible for its therapeutic effects and also its serious safety concerns. Ephedra stimulates the heart, lungs, and nervous system. People use ephedra for weight loss and athletic performance. It's also used for allergies, nasal congestion, asthma, the common cold, headache, and many other conditions. Even though ephedra has many medicinal benefits, it's pretty unsafe to use. Ephedra has been banned by the US FDA since April 2004. Prior to the ban in the United States, ephedra was an ingredient in some dietary supplements promoted for weight loss, increased energy, and enhanced athletic performance. The FDA banned dietary supplements containing ephedra and alkaloids because of their serious safety risk. The supplements were associated with cases of heart attack, seizure, stroke, and sudden death. People with a history of cardiovascular disease, those taking high doses of ephedra, and those taking it in combination with other stimulants such as caffeine would be expected to be at an increased risk. But some of these severe events occurred in people with no pre-existing medical problems, or people taking relatively low doses of ephedra, or even people taking ephedra alone. So you have to be very careful. Taking ephedra may cause anxiety, dizziness, dry mouth, headache, irritability, nausea, personality changes, insomnia, and other symptoms. Don't confuse ephedra with Mormon tea. Mormon tea comes from ephedra nevadensis. That's an ephedra species that doesn't contain ephedrine. American ephedra is simply a refreshing beverage. It doesn't contain any of the pharmacologically active compounds like ephedrine, pseudoephedrine, or norpseudoephedrine. 
pseudoephedrine. Those compounds are found in Chinese ephedra, which is the plant that we use in herbal medicine. When people say ephedra, they're usually referring to the Chinese variety, ma huang, which is ephedra sinica. Here's a little bit of the healing history of ephedra. Chinese physicians began prescribing a tea made from Chinese ephedra for colds, asthma, and hay fever around 3000 BC. Species of ephedra from India and Pakistan have been used medicinally for almost as long as Chinese ephedra. When the Mormons reached Utah in 1847, local Native Americans introduced them to American ephedra, which is a piney-tasting, tonic beverage. The Mormons adopted it as a substitute for coffee and tea, and around the West it became known as Mormon tea, a name that survives today. American ephedra is a mild diuretic. In the Old West, it developed a reputation as a cure for syphilis and gonorrhea. It was served in many western brothels, which is how it got its name whorehouse tea, and also the Latin name for one of the species of ephedra is anti-syphilitica, which is in reference to it supposedly being a cure for syphilis. Although American ephedra was popular in the Old West as a remedy for syphilis and gonorrhea, in reality ephedra has no effect on syphilis or gonorrhea. So if you're one of those people who think you might have something going on in terms of sexually transmitted infections, you should definitely consult with a physician. Do not try to treat yourself on your own with herbs. Don't do it because a lot of these things don't actually work for that purpose. Contemporary herbalists recommend ephedra just as the ancient Chinese did, which was to treat asthma, hay fever, and nasal and chest congestion from colds and flus. The active compounds in ephedra sinica are strong central nervous stimulants. They're more powerful than caffeine, but they're less potent than amphetamine. The compounds are bronchiodilators, which means they open bronchial passages. They also stimulate heart and uterine contractions, which increase blood pressure, metabolic rate, and perspiration, and urine production. They reduce the secretion of both saliva and stomach acid. From the late 1920s through the 1940s, ephedra was added to cold, asthma, and hay fever products as a decongestant and bronchial dilator. Ephedrine was generally effective and reasonably safe, but it was known to cause potentially hazardous side effects including increased blood pressure and rapid heartbeat, which are called palpitations. It was eventually replaced with a close chemical substitute, pseudoephedrine. So instead of adding ephedrine to these drugs, they would add pseudoephedrine instead, and pseudoephedrine is also an active compound in ma huang. Scientists consider pseudoephedrine just as effective as ephedrine, but with less problematic side effects. Pseudoephedrine is the active ingredient in many over-the-counter cold and allergy products, most notably Sudafed, whose name is derived from its active ingredient. Ephedra increases metabolic rate and the speed at which the body burns calories. It also depresses appetite somewhat. This combination of effects led to studies of ephedra, or specifically ephedrine, for weight control, usually in combination with another stimulant like caffeine. In physician super 
supervised weight loss programs, treatment with a combination of ephedrine and caffeine has increased weight loss by about an additional 5%. One three-month study conducted by Danish researchers showed that compared with overweight women taking medically inactive placebos, those taking oral ephedrine, 20 milligrams three times a day, lost more weight. And in their own two-month study, Italian researchers found that overweight women lost more weight if they supplemented their low-calorie diets with oral ephedrine, about 50 milligrams three times a day. So the Italian study used more than double the dose of ephedrine. To experience ephedra's weight reduction benefits, you must be clinically obese, that is, at least 20% heavier than your recommended weight. Ephedrine has shown no effect in moderately overweight people who simply want to lose 5 or 10 pounds. Okay, I think they're lying here. They just don't want really thin people to be abusing ephedrine. I've noticed when I take pseudoephedrine that it definitely suppresses my appetite and gives me more energy and I end up losing a few pounds. So if you wanted to use it to lose 5 or 10 pounds, it probably would work. But is it worth the risk? I don't think so. Keep in mind that pounds lost with the help of ephedrine may not be gone permanently, especially once you stop using the herb. What's more, routine use of ephedra for weight control typically causes side effects that may be unpleasant. Experts generally agree that the keys to permanent weight loss are eating less. You just need to stop eating if you want to lose weight. If you have packed on a lot of extra pounds, that means that your body has stored up that energy for a time when you won't have access to food, meaning it is giving you the opportunity to survive through not eating. So you can lay off of eating if you're overweight and you can burn off what you've already stored. Just make sure you drink lots of water. And this could actually help get you on that path of eating less by helping you start out with maybe a cleansing fast to get you started because sometimes when we're in the habit of overeating, it can be hard to jump over that hurdle and just start eating less. You eat a little and you kind of still feel hungry because your stomach is more accustomed to having food more frequently or larger amounts of food. So if you restrict your calorie intake, restrict the actual amount that you're eating and drink lots of water, you will definitely notice significant weight loss. This is for women women's health specifically, ephedrine causes uterine contractions in laboratory animals. So women should avoid ephedrine when they are pregnant or trying to conceive. You want to also keep in mind that ephedra can be used to initiate menstruation, so it can bring on your period. So I want to speak a little bit more about the safety factor when we're talking about ephedra and ephedrine and pseudoephedrine. And we know that ephedra is no longer available in the U.S. because it's a controlled substance, but you can get pseudoephedrine. And just keep in mind that around the mid-1990s, very large doses of ephedra were included in products that promised a legal high similar to that provided by methamphetamine, which is speed. Brand names of those products were like Herbal Ecstasy, Cloud9, and Ultimate Exphoria. Now, irresponsibly large doses of ephedra can 
can actually produce effects similar to those of methamphetamine. But in such large doses, the herb can also cause serious, even fatal, heart problems and stroke in healthy people. In one study, researchers at the New England Medical Center in Boston used data supplied by the FDA to document 14 cardiac arrests, 13 strokes, 9 heart attacks, and more than 900 other adverse reactions associated with ephedra. The people who suffered harm were typically either dieters using ephedra to lose weight or young people seeking intoxication. In 1997, the FDA announced its intention to regulate ephedra more closely. So, some compounds in ma huang have been shown to raise blood pressure and blood sugar levels, and then other compounds have been shown to lower them. People with diabetes or high blood pressure should err on the side of caution and do not use ma huang. Ma huang, which is ephedra, is also not appropriate for people with heart disease, glaucoma, or kidney conditions, and this is because of the risk of elevated blood pressure. People who have an overactive thyroid, which is called hyperthyroidism or Graves' disease, should avoid all stimulants, including ephedra. Also, ephedra constricts the urethra, and this can lead to difficulty urinating. So, men with benign prostate enlargement, which also causes urinary problems, should not use ephedra. Ephedra often causes insomnia, so people who have difficulty sleeping should avoid taking ephedra late in the day. So if you're using Sudafed or pseudoephedrine for your allergies, I recommend taking it first thing in the morning because it could literally keep you up all night. Ephedra can lead to dry mouth, so if you're using ephedra, make sure to drink lots of water. Ephedra is not a garden herb. It's an odd-looking, botanically primitive, almost leafless shrub that resembles horsetail. It has tough, jointed, barkless stems and branches with small, scale-like leaves and tiny yellow-green flowers that appear in the summer. Male and female flowers appear on different plants, and the seeds develop in cones. Ephedra is a low evergreen shrub with small, scaly leaves. It has a long history of medicinal use in China and India to treat colds, fever, headaches, coughing, wheezing, and other conditions. Ephedra is used in rituals in some belief systems. The Rig Veda is one of the four oldest and most sacred collections of stories in Hinduism. In the Rig Veda, Soma is a drink consumed by two of the main gods, Agni and Indra. In the text, the drink helped the gods in battle by strengthening them physically. Because of this, Soma was consumed by warriors before wartime or battle. The drink was supposed to give the warriors strength and luck in the upcoming conflict. Immortality is also a quality associated with Soma due to it being a drink of the divine. At religious ceremonies, the drink was consumed to give consumers longevity and life. At birth, the drink was also given to the babies for these same reasons. In Zoroastrianism, the drink is called Haoma and has similar uses. Just like in Hinduism, the drink was related to immortality and long life. Haoma was the first thing newborns drank. This assured the child would be healthy and live a long life. The drink was also administered to people close to death to resurrect them back into good health. The physical appearance of ephedra is also a reason it is believed to be the soma plant. According to the Vedic text Rig Veda, the plant composing soma is shaped like an arrow. Ephedra sinica is a gymnosperm that forms stalks with buds on the end. It is easy to see how this shape could be described like an arrow. 
Another text refers to soma as a twig, which is much like ephedra sinica when it is dried out. I shared all of that information about ephedra because it is very similar to information that you would find about pseudofed, which is the only way really that you can use any type of ephedra product legally in the U.S. But you have to keep in mind that even though pseudoephedrine is still legal in the U.S., it is regulated and it's regulated because it actually is addictive. I'll get into a little bit more about that. So pseudoephedrine is the active ingredient in pseudofed and it is similar to amphetamine, which is a stimulant. The risks associated with pseudofed include physical and psychological side effects as well as possible overdose and addiction. Pseudofed or pseudoephedrine is an over-the-counter medication. It's a decongestant and people take it to relieve nasal and sinus congestion. This congestion can be due to allergies or a cold. The active ingredient in pseudofed is pseudoephedrine. It can be addictive because it's similar to the stimulant amphetamine. So this means that pseudofed can increase your heart rate, your blood sugar levels, your energy levels, and your blood pressure. It can also cause appetite reduction, an increase in alertness. Some say it causes better athletic performance and it improves concentration. You might wonder, is it okay to take Sudafed every day? The answer is yes, it is okay to take Sudafed daily, but only over a short period of time. You should take it for less than 10 days straight, and this is because you are more likely to experience side effects if you take it for longer than 10 days. You should only take it for more than 10 days if you are directed to do so by your healthcare provider. The side effects of Sudafed are very similar to those of ephedra, and they include shakiness or restlessness, nausea or vomiting, dry mouth, headache, and some more serious side effects include difficulty sleeping, dizziness, difficulty breathing, nervousness, stomach pain, pounding, fast, or irregular heartbeat. If you experience any of these serious side effects, you should seek medical attention as soon as possible. If your regular provider is not available to see you right away, consider visiting an urgent care or emergency room. This is especially important if you are experiencing chest pain, shortness of breath, or dizziness. There are other risks associated with decongestants such as Sudafed, and the risks are higher if you take them in higher doses. There are some signs you can look for for Sudafed toxicity. So signs of toxic levels of pseudoephedrine can be depressive effects like sedation, lethargy, coma, or bluish skin, stimulant effects like insomnia, hallucinations, tremors, physical symptoms like ringing in your ears, blurred vision, chest pain, sweating, and difficulty urinating, also emotional symptoms like anxiety and euphoria. Euphoria is intense happiness. These symptoms, especially any changes in the level of consciousness, can be life-threatening, so you should seek medical attention. Another risk associated with Sudafed or pseudoephedrine is that it can raise blood pressure and cause heart problems. And lastly, another risk of pseudoephedrine is addiction. You might be wondering what's the link between Sudafed and methamphetamine. Well, some people use Sudafed as a substitute for methamphetamine or amphetamine because Sudafed is readily available. And the chemical structure of Sudafed is similar to that of amphetamine, but the effects of Sudafed are slightly weaker than those of amphetamine. Also, pseudoephedrine can be used to make methamphetamine, and methamphetamine is a very highly addictive stimulant, and this is why Sudafed and other medications that contain pseudoephedrine are available behind the counter. This means that there is a limit to how much of it you can buy each month.
month. And when you purchase Sudafed, the pharmacist or pharmacy technician will ask you for a form of ID. This is so that they can track how much you're buying. There are alternatives to Sudafed if you are needing relief from congestion that you might experience from allergies or a cold or something like that. There are nasal sprays, antihistamines, and other remedies that you can consider. In my experience though, Sudafed works better than any other thing that I've tried. So that's the reason I started using it because I have a lot of allergies, like seasonal allergies, and I'm allergic to mold and other random things, and I have a little bit of asthma, so sometimes my breathing is just not good. And Sudafed is the only thing that consistently helps and it works really well. That's why I started taking it, but these days I've been taking it for energy because I'm so incredibly weak and I am going to be addressing my bleeding problem to get that under control and I think then my energy levels will go back to normal like I was before, maybe even better than before. That's the reason I started doing a little bit of research on pseudoephedrine and ephedra and I think this is one of those herbs that you really, really want to be careful with. Obviously, if you're in the US, you can't use it as an herb, but if you consider that you want to try pseudoephedrine in the form of Sudafed, I'd say you should still be extremely careful because it can cause that increase in heart rate and blood sugar and all of those things. It's something that you'd want to talk to your healthcare provider about before you take it. Thank you very, very much for listening to Path of a Green Witch podcast. I hope you found this informative and I hope you're having an amazing summer. Thanks for listening.